Welcome to the Transformed Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith and I'm in your corner. This podcast is designed to help you transform from overwhelmed to overjoyed. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Welcome to this edition of the Transformed Teacher Podcast and welcome to all who are watching on the YouTube channel. Today we have a special guest with us. Leanne Meredith. Welcome, Leanne. Hi, Meredith. (laughs) So glad you're here. Leanne is a good friend and a mother, a veteran educator, an author, and a joyful and passionate teacherpreneur. She's been a mindfulness practitioner for more than 25 years, and she's the author of two books. The first is called Angels in My Classroom, How Second Graders Saved My Life. And the next is Lake Lessons, A Journey Toward Joy. Her articles and blogs have appeared in several periodicals, including the Washington Post and the Educator's Room e-magazine. So thank you so much for being here, Leanne. So happy to have you here with us. I'm excited to be here, Meredith. And I always love talking to you, as you know. (laughs) Me too. I'm so glad that we have found each other. Leanne and I have a lot of connections her name, Lee, L-E-E, Anne. My mom's name is Lee. My middle name is Anne. She has the same birthday as my daughter, Eleanor. Her daughter's name is Elena, which is spelled a lot like Eleanor. There's lots, I mean, there's just, what other connections do we have? Was there another one? Something about the sun, right? See, um, well, there's Lola. Yes, Lola. Um, which is nicknames in both families. And um my grandson is Lawrence and your dad is Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, we're just destined to meet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So one of the things that I love about Leanne is how no matter what turbulence is happening around her, she's always able to come back to the present moment and stay grounded. Even if she's imperfect about it, I'm not saying that she's, you know, like going around pretending to be perfect. She's very real and genuine. But I always um, love to hear her wisdom, and she has so many techniques and tools in her arsenal around mindfulness. She is the founder and creator of You Are Wise Mindfulness Mentoring. She speaks in schools, she speaks to parenting groups, and she is just filled with a lot of wisdom. She speaks to teachers, um, and as a teacher and a mom, I love looking to Leanne for guidance on what to do in that moment when my emotions feel like they have literally just gotten in the driver's seat and they're running down the highway, flying down the highway at 90 miles an hour. So (laughs) she helps me dial it back, bring it back. So Leanne, tell us a little bit about how you got started in this whole mindfulness journey, because it's become a buzzword lately, but you've been doing this for more than 25 years. So Tell us a little bit about how you got into mindfulness. I think um, initially, I think a lot of the regular mindfulness practices were things that my dad did. um, And so we kind of grew up with a lot of different techniques that I didn't even know um, were mindfulness until more recently. I think for me, starting to look for that journey, was when my daughter was a baby and I had um, an atopic pregnancy and was really ill. Um, 
and was, I mean, I had lost, uh, I was sick enough that I was out of work for 10 weeks. So that gives you an idea of how ill I was and was very fortunate to be alive. And I think at that point, I, I had been a perfectionist. I wanted everything to be exactly right. Um, I still fight that tendency. I think that's who, you know, sometimes I feel like we're coded um, to be something. But um, I really realized that what I had, there were no guarantees. What I had was the moment. And so it made me more reflective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, my, my daughter, who's now in her 30s and my son, but my daughter recently said, well, you've always been like that, but I've always been like that since she was like a year old. Mm-hmm. Not always. It's just that she doesn't, didn't know me before that. Mm-hmm. So learning to kind of step back and take a breath, mm-hmm. um, being more reflective, realizing that there are no guarantees. Mm-hmm. And so we need to appreciate what's now. It made me less of a worrier. It made me less um, uh, where if I, if I couldn't do it perfectly, I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I got, I stepped away from that. So that's kind of where it started. Mm. Wow. That's, that kind of just shows you that no matter what you're going through, that what we all have is the present moment. And um, that's all any of us have. So that is incredible that you um, went through that and you were able to turn to something that helped. So um, how have you been able to help parents with their parenting when it comes to that moment when parents are feeling the stress of living through a global pandemic and all of the turbulence that we've been facing over the past few months? What are some ways that you've been able to help parents with their um, finding their their way through all of that through mindfulness? Um, well, I have a Facebook group that I've been using with parents. I also have a lot of parents in my kind of social network, mm-hmm. um, and we we talk a lot about um, that ability to just not take it personally when your child is acting out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, man, it's hard to do, you know, it's really, really hard when you're, you're tired and frazzled and your child actually feeds off of that. Yeah. Right. And, or they're upset about something, you know, that famous, uh, when they're about three and a half or four, the first time they yell at you, I hate you. And you just feel like, Mm -hmm. and it's just their anger and frustration. They're not, um, they don't really hate you right? They don't even hate you when they're teenagers and they say it, <laughs> right? They just are, are kind of lost and you need to be able to take that breath and take a step back. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's one of the things I talk to parents a lot about is how to actually take that breath and how to um, let go of what is all the noise going on up here which is, you know, always at us about how we should be doing things better. And also, you know, we, how, how do I say this? Um, we are emotional beings mm-hmm. and we have this societal idea that um, 
certain emotions are bad. Like it's okay to be happy, right? Or joyful, but it's not okay to be angry. And it's not okay to be um, to be sad. We don't, you know, or or glum or jealous or any of those things that we see as negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that we all feel them. Mm -hmm. And and being able to um, recognize them and accepting it is a great tool for parents to realize their own emotions, but also to not label their child's emotion. There's a a Zen Buddhist idea um, that is that if you say, I am angry, Mm -hmm. then you're allowing yourself to be that emotion as opposed to saying, I feel angry. Mm -hmm. Okay. And language matters in the way that we talk to ourselves, even Mm -hmm. in our heads. Mm -hmm. I feel angry is one thing. It's like a shirt that you can take off, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you could put calamine lotion on if you're itch. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas if you become it, it's harder to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a language component to it also. Thank you so much for that, Leanne. I think I do that a lot. I'll say, I'm so, I'm, you know, or my kids will say that. And um, just saying, I feel that way name it to claim it or whatever. Like, that's really cool. Right. Right. Great reminder. Great reminder. Thank you. I'm just thinking about how I'm going to apply that. (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit about your books and what they're about, how they can help teachers, educators, parents, anyone who's going through challenging times, especially grief. Tell us a little bit about those books. Okay. So my first book um, is Angels in My Classroom, How Second Graders Saved My Life. And Uh, My husband was diagnosed with um, colon cancer, my first year teaching, my first semester teaching. Mm -hmm. So um, he actually was sick. He started getting really ill right about the time that school started. So the diagnosis came in January. So the first few months, it was like, I didn't even know how to take a day off, right? I mean, teachers go for years without knowing how to take a day off, but you understand what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know how to call and get a substitute or to let, you know, do emergency lesson plans or anything like that. It was my very first year teaching. Um, I was super fortunate. I was teaching at the school where my kids had gone. Mm -hmm. So everybody knew me, we were part of the community. Um, And the book is about that journey through his illness and his death and then several years following. And it's not linear in what happens, but it's the story of how my passion for teaching really um, got me through that grief and how those kids mm-hmm. healed my soul. Mm-hmm. It, um, it, so it's, there's the story of what's going on in my personal life and my grief and my children's grief and the story of being a teacher Mm -hmm. and this idea that we forget Mm -hmm. that teachers have stuff going on, Yeah, you know, have a lot of stuff going on. And we try to be, my husband was in hospice and I was still going to work. Explain that to me. I needed somebody to sit me down and say, girl, let me tell you about, you know, the medical leave act you mm-hmm. can take time off it's okay yeah. Yeah. your kids will survive but yeah. your students will survive but 
yeah. So yeah. that's what that book is about. And it's, um, it's a book about being a passionate teacher. And, and I think what I want to say about that too is all other parts of my life had been affected by my husband's death. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my church community, my friends, my neighbors, they had all been affected by his death. Mm-hmm. Um, my home life went from largely functional to, <laughs> I had two teenagers. Yeah. So, um, but what I had that had never really been influenced by him mm-hmm. was teaching. Mm. And so it became my harbor. Mm. Yeah. So that's what that book is about. Yeah. Um, and then Lake Lessons. Go ahead. T- tell us about Lake Lessons. <laughs> well, um, Meredith knows all about Lake Lessons because she was <laughs> a book coach. And I thought when I started writing this book that it was going to be a book all about mindfulness. And it turned into another book of about grief, but also about how mindfulness and a connection with a place or with nature mm-hmm. can really heal you. Yeah. And by um, taking the time to look at the world around you mm-hmm. and looking at things from other perspectives, just shifting your viewpoint can really heart start to heal your soul. And it's written, um, in some ways, I've had a lot of people say that it's kind of a meditation mm-hmm. um, book for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know other people who've read it all at once. So mm-hmm. it's, um, I've, I've, I'm kind of, you know, it just, it came out this spring and I'm still pretty much in love with it. So I'm happy. What else should I say about it, Meredith? Well, I, I feel like when I was reading it, it was, I'm, I've been going through some changes in life, like, you know, just some personal stuff. And um, there's some grief with that. And I remember reading it and just feeling like, even though you were talking about a place that was not anywhere that I've ever been and people that I've never met, I felt like I was right there with you. And the feelings that you described, and it's not just about the grief, it was about, you know, just the the joy of that present moment and your like observations of nature and just the insights and the poignant truths that you shared. I felt really healed when I was reading it. It was, and I was crying as I was reading some parts, Um, not the parts that you would think you would cry about, but just other parts that really touched me. Like, I think when it was your sister's son who ran to the lake and he was so excited to get there that he just like threw all his clothes off and he just ran to the lake. I, I mean, that just yeah. made me cry with joy. It was just like, that's what life is about. Those little moments. It's not about these huge, um, we're so obsessed in our society with numbers. If you've got numbers in your bank account, numbers of likes, followers, the numbers on the ratings, the numbers. And that moment that you described and the whole book is filled with those, like we have numbers of beautiful things in nature to look at that we just ignore because we're so obsessed with, okay, this is your interview, not mine. <laughs> I'm not going to <laughs> It's okay. Well, I do. I talk about the number of full moons I've seen or mm-hmm. 
um, you know, the number of, I don't know, I don't even remember exactly what was in there, but the, the number of chipmunks or mm-hmm. which there are a lot of them um, mm-hmm. where at the house. Um, the story you mentioned is a funny one because his, his cousin had just said, I want to go swimming, but I don't feel like putting on my bathing suit. And he said, that's okay. And he, he was about seven. He just pulled off all his clothes and yeah. went running down the steps and jumped the in. Joy. Yeah. yeah. The joy of being there. Yeah. Um, and he, he's a man now. So it's funny when we talk about that story, cause he was just a little guy when it happened, <laughs> but we bought the house, um, the cottage with friends. Um, I bought it with another, with a couple, mm-hmm. um, the summer, a year after my husband had died. And so it was a place that became a respite for my whole family. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something very healing about this remarkable, remarkably beautiful lake where they've never, we've never had a gas motor on it. There's a rumor that we did for one day. I have no idea, but it was one day. Um, so it's got all this flora and fauna that are pretty um, rare and, and stuff. So it's. Mm, that's what life is about. <laughs> that's what we need to just go back to right now. Like we, we have to have that, I think, right now. Um, anyway, um, so the last question is, what do you think, um, why do you think meditation and mindfulness are so crucial to our world right now as parents, leaders, educators? Why is it so crucial right now in this world that we're living through right now, this, this time period? Man, it's, I feel like it's really rough right now. Um, We, whatever your political beliefs are, we seem to have a a division um, going either way. Um, We have this illness that has been hanging around and some people take it seriously and some people don't, Um, or there's just a view, different viewpoint on the way we should deal with it. Um, we have a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of turmoil and it feels like there's a lot of change and being mindful has helped me a lot um, be able to take a step back and just try not to be well, it's easy, right? How easy is it to get worked up with somebody who's got an opposing point of view mm-hmm. and you just are like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Um, as a friend of mine said yesterday, you know, you're yelling at the radio mm-hmm. um, and being able to just take a breath and say, okay, that's, it's going to affect me, but I need to take a step back from it. Yeah, um, I'm not asking people to be naive. I'm, in fact, I would prefer people educate themselves and listen to both sides of the story and mm-hmm. um, and listen to more than one news source mm-hmm. to get information. But it's but that's in part because I think I can just go. Mm-hmm. There's more to this story. Let's see what else is going. You know, taking yeah. a step back, um, grounding yourself. I I spend a lot of I do it almost every day where I just 
for me, it's a tree meditation where I imagine my roots going down mm -hmm. and my branches going up and just feeling myself becoming part of the earth. Mm -hmm. It keeps me from doing that crazy, I'm worked up spin. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, I just feel like, I feel like our kids pick up on all that energy, mm -hmm. um, depending on where they live. Mm -hmm. um, they may be getting one set of values at home and another set of values in their classroom trying to um, work that out and being able to stay, have the tools to stay calm mm -hmm. is a really important thing. Mm -hmm. I had a little girl um, in a prod, I worked with the Erickson Institute um, on a study they were doing about a, a mindfulness in primary grades mm -hmm. and if it affects grades. Mm -hmm. But on our very last day, there was a second grader and she said, being calm gives me hope. Mm. And I feel like that's the gift we can give to our kids is the tools to help themselves find their center again yeah. and find their way, find their inner wisdom. Yeah. I love that. I love what you said around um, the fact that um, there's, there's another story and there's more to the story. Um, and when we're calm, we can see, we can like actually understand what to do next when we're frazzled and feeling out of control. We can't even see the story. So your tools. There's, there's a saying that um, there's two sides to everything, even a pancake. Mm. <laughs> right yeah. so even if it's a little bitty there's another side to it so yeah i love that yeah you had to explain that one for me because i was like sorry <laughs> sorry it's morning no no it's no morning. it's me it's you know i've only <laughs> had one cup of coffee today i've only had one cup of coffee i need to i need to go get more as, as you can probably tell anyway <laughs> um and i have a mindfulness challenge coming up yes soon so um that starts in November the 15th, Monday, November 15th. Yeah. So About two weeks almost. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes so that everyone okay. can. See that. Yeah. And it's to help um, teachers, certainly anyone benefit from it. It's mm -hmm. focused primarily on parents, but um, the techniques aren't exclusive to parents so anybody can use it mm -hmm. and it's really to um start finding your way into be making mindfulness our daily practice mm -hmm. and um you know again like i said finding your way to your inner wisdom because when you get calm you can listen to your heart as opposed to this noisy thing up here yeah yeah i love that so you can learn more about Leanne at leannemeredith.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at meredith.leanne. And if you want to join her challenge, be sure to check out the link in the show notes. She'll also probably have it on her website, leannemeredith.com soon. And also she has a wonderful Facebook group that has free trainings and free resources for you so that you can really feel that wisdom from within, that wisdom from your heart. 
Be sure to check out her books, Angels in My Classroom and Lake Lessons. And Leanne, thank you so much for being with us today. So glad to have you. I'm so glad to have you. I love you, Meredith. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> we're, all, we're always going to be in each other's world and <laughs> friends for life. So some yep. people come in your life for the reason, the season, the lifetime. You're the lifetime. You're a soul friend. <laughs> oh, yep. I feel the same way. Yeah. All right. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. And thank you so much for joining us. Catch you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. If you're ready to thrive with less stress and more joy, I've got a lot more resources for you over at my website, thetransformedteacher.com, where you can grab your free digital copy of my latest book, Freed to Teach, Seven Keys to Thrive in an Era of Uncertainty. It was a number one new release in education problem solving, and it's been called a must read for any educator. If you're ready to experience a better way to teach and live, then let the tools in this book help support you. You'll find out exactly how to go from overwhelmed to organized, from frazzled to focused, from burned out to balanced, from stressed to streamlined, from exhausted to energized, from purposeless to passionate, from chaotic to calm and confident. So when you infuse your life with the secrets you'll learn in this book, everything changes. You're a teacher for a reason. There's a different and better way. Now's your time to become free to teach. So head on over to the transformedteacher.com to get your free e-copy. If nobody else tells you today, you rock.